Softball Universe, welcome back to another episode of Softball Diaries. I'm your host, Alex Tucker, and my co-host, Matthew, the Aspa and Sassman, Bukovetsky. Wow, that was fast. I mean, I know we're trying to keep these short, but Jesus, Clegg, we don't need to get through it that fast. Uh, she it's, said. Very, it's very impressive, though. Uh, anyway, very excited for another episode of Softball Diaries. I think this is 55? No, no this 54. is 54. 54? Studio 54, baby. SD 54. Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, joined in studio by our special guest, Zach Krohn. Zach Krohn is in the zone, baby. Wrote that one he down. He was really excited. Yeah, he wrote that down. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Great. Zach, talk a little louder. Okay. Um, I, I'm super excited. Zach, you, I believe, are the first rookie that we have on this season. We've made it all the way to mid to late August without getting a new player in, so super excited about that. Awesome. Mystery, mystery man. You are. Uh, I can't wait to get to, to dive deep on the uh, Zach Crone. Delve into the Crone. Crone. Yeah, don't uh, say Crone's disease. No. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to say Crone's disease. Okay, well, I was going to say Crone's disease. <laughs> Bless you, Sparta. Yeah, Sparta. That's my, that's my family's namesake, so. Yeah? No. Okay, well, no. no? Okay, <laughs> no, it's spelled no. differently. Um, <laughs> all right, so, Buko, it's been a few weeks, uh, so what's new in your life? Uh, I don't know. I feel very, you know, I did a podcast last week without you. It's just my second podcast this season without you. It's just, it's so lonely without you, Clay. I don't know. I actually, I listened to it. I really liked it a whole lot. I thought the segments were great. Uh, I thought that Gross challenged, channeled in Inner Me really well. Um, Gabe's segments were hilarious. Yeah, I thought, uh, I, I had, I had fun eventually once we settled into a rhythm. Uh, I particularly enjoyed the stock market. I thought that you were really eloquent in there. Seriously. Someone's got to pick up the slack. I, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, big big thing that's going on right now is the Summer Olympics. Clegg, you've been enjoying the stuff? I've been watching all of the Olympics. All of it? Pretty much all of it. Yeah, I have no life. Did you watch 25-meter men's pistol shooting? I didn't watch is any it? pistol shooting. Can I shooting. talk now? Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> yeah. talk. Okay. You can talk, but you have to talk louder. I watched... That, that is, like, a really disturbing event. It's just a bunch of people wearing eye patches oh, yeah. so they don't have yeah. depth perception, uh, holding guns and, and shooting them as fast as they can. Someone, posted a, someone posted a picture uh, of, like, one of the Russian girls that was, ladies yeah. that was doing it and, like, posted it under, like, like uh, greatest... Quentin Tarantino character never written like, yeah. well, like <laughs> it really does look the like guy that. I saw do it was like this creepy German dude with like slick back hair and like mm. he didn't smile the whole time <laughs> of mm. course he won yeah so. I mean what's like the, the your environment that creates you and turns you into a gold medal shooter right I, in Germany it's prior, but that's the weird thing. They don't have guns over there. That's like you would think we would win that medal. Like I, we're all about them over yeah, here. We're not about there. hitting targets. We're going to spray. Uh, we're going yeah. to hit everything. <laughs> um, I briefly watched a little bit of the jumping equestrian, and one mm. of the horses referred to as the LeBron James, LeBron James of equestrian. <laughs> LeBron James. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, the other th big news, I think, is this heat wave, which is totally oppressive heat and brutal. Wave. Uh, I really don't like being outside right now. There's not, there's no relief in sight. Yeah. It's the really, new normal. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like this 365 days a year. You know, I will say today, it wasn't that bad in the shade. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a relative thing. Was though. it, would you say it was made? I would say that it was made in the shade. All right. Anyway, we have a great show coming up for you guys. 
Uh, we have the game recap. We have the interview. Uh, we have another segment, which hopefully we'll come up with a good day for... Snap Judgment. Know your teammates. I like Snap Judgment. Snap Judgment's fine. Okay, Snap Judgment's coming up. All right. Game recap coming right up. All right, Tuesday marked a uh, game that was unlike a lot of the games that we played this season or really ever. Uh, what I mean by that is that, first off, it was Stephanie Ricci versus Justin Schur. I forget the team names, but I don't know if we've really ever had a female captain versus a male captain. Buko, thoughts? Uh, we have. I know... I know. Well, fuck me, then. Uh, well, I remember... I mean, this might be the first time they've both been playing. I know Ronnie, I think, might have captained against oh, you. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but you were both on the DL. Uh, I, 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 there might have been another occasion, but player captains. Know. It's always fun. I love a good new coaching matchup, no matter what. Um, yeah, the team names were uh, Bags of Milk, whereas Justin Scherz team. Classic. Yeah, you were, they were really making fun of you a whole lot there because Bags of Milk referring to Canadian milk products, correct? Yes. Yeah, I, I believe. Why so. do they put them in, in bags? I don't. Why do you? Why do Americans put it in cartons? All right, don't, don't <laughs> fucking answer my question with another question. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, and the Steph's team was the team that won, but they didn't win. Hilarious joke, though. Hilarious joke. Yeah. Really tried to fuck with me, but that's fine, because, you know, I hate you guys. Alright, so, let's see. Uh, the Bags of Milk scored early, um, yeah. spurred by tons a big of hit on, I think, Justin Scherer's part. Yeah, Scherer got the first triple of the season. Oh, we didn't mention... No, no, no fences this game. That no was fences sort of the, that and was the big no thing. bases. I can't remember the last time we haven't had bases. Yeah, which, uh, you know, it definitely changed the game. Everything felt very different. It felt much, the field felt very big. Uh, a lot more, I'd say, like balls falling in for singles in front of the, uh, the outfielders who were like... Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, while I was skeptical of the fence at first, I really actually enjoyed the fact that the fence made a psychological, like, um or not a psychological, a literal barrier that forced the infielders to play in because... Outfielders. Outfielders. Well, yeah, yeah the yeah. outfielders to play in because normally, because of the, the dirt field, people the outfielders play way too far back. They play like it's a baseball field when it's really a softball field and the ball doesn't go as far. Um, as a result, a lot of open space in the outfield. Sure. Uh, just, Justin Scherer got the first triple of Great the season. Great transition, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he took, a, took a ball that was... Too low, and he actually just got down on it. Uh, hit the ball hard, got a triple, got got our offense going. Uh, we scored five runs in that inning, I think. Uh, Possibly. But I, I think I think the uh, the bags of milk. Their skill was a very deep lineup. Uh, really good skill, top to bottom. No easy outs. Uh, Stephanie, I think your team was a, just a tiny bit shallower. I think that was the difference. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that the decision to bring in Gabe Carrion in relief of... Who started the game? Uh, Zach Cronin. Zach Cronin himself started yeah. the game. And then um, bringing in Carrion, Carrion let them back in, in the came game. came in third, because it was... He came, you yeah, pitched did, two innings. I did two back. innings, and I gave up and then, one run, I right, think. So. You gave up two runs, but one earned. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It still counts. It's though. fine. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, then Tom Kelly came in and pitched a pretty clean inning, uh, and then Carrion came on and he was uh, he was just walking people. He had a lot of trouble with control. Uh, you know, it's it is tough to pitch when it's like that hot out and like the humidity. It 
takes a toll on you both physically and mentally. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't have his best stuff out there. Uh, don't laugh at me. It's totally true. Um, yeah. So the the big hit of that was after the bases were loaded. Or were they loaded when Matt K hit that blast? No, Matt K was like the first one up. I think. Oh yeah, I think you're right. So I was actually covering for it, and I thought I was pretty far back, which is hilarious because I was just talking about playing far in. But Matt K hit a fucking rocket over my head. That was a really hard hit ball. That I, I even if I was playing back, no, I would have no, gone. I was. I mean, that's what I wrote is that like that's a home run with the fences there. Absolutely. By a, a large, large margin. So it went. Matt K hit a triple. Gabe Yasky got a double, then Rich brought in Matt Kay, obviously, then two walks in a row, and then he got lucky with a line out that Ben Link, that uh, Kate Corcoran snared at second base. Why does that have to be lucky? Well, I mean, he got lucky, I, I'm saying it's lucky for carry-on because a line drive, I mean, that could have easily been a base hit. Okay. Because, you know, it's a hard hit line drive, you're lucky it goes right uh, at somebody. Oh, I got it, I got it. Not, no, uh, Kate did that twice in that game. It wasn't luck. So, yeah, so Kay got the second triple of the season, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes me happy that I now get to write down something in the triple category. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, any other things catch your eye? Um, well, the way that the game ended in the, let's say, the, was it the sixth or seventh inning? Yeah, we, inning? Played, we played six innings. Sixth inning was, uh, there was a mile-high pop-up on Nat Cross on second base, and uh, Tom Kelly comes out of nowhere, swoops in, catches it after uh, <laughs> Nat Cross misreads the play, essentially. Um, he mansplained the A lot of mansplaining <laughs> going on there. <laughs> that was so, that was, that's pretty unfair to Tom Kelly, because she literally, off the bat, goes, I don't have it. Like, I don't know how else you're supposed to react to that, other than be like, no, catch it. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, cool. Yeah, like this is the example of Tom Kelly being ultra competitive on the sly. Yeah, exactly. He also, he also um, Gabe had a chance, and he he hit a ball ball that, that probably would have been a home run, but was caught by Tom Kelly. And I asked Tom Kelly, "How did it feel to catch it?" And Tom Kelly said, "Basic. It felt basic." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sneaky> Tom Kelly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he made Shout that out to Chris Malpe got married as well. Oh yeah. Uh, can't wait to see you back. Chris. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, being uh, betrothed, is that the word, betrothed? No, I think betrothed is being, be, isn't that in getting yeah, engaged? engaged. Yeah. Okay, well, not, no longer being betrothed uh, affects his power numbers. Yeah, I'm sure it makes a huge difference. <laughs> oh, one other thing I want to say about that play. Nat Cross, I think she needs to have her uh, demons exercised. Claire, yeah. Can we, like, set up some sort of Ouija board thing where we, I don't know, some sort of seance where we try and exercise those demons. Ever since she uh, was involved with the play getting Chris Mulphy hit in the face with the ball, she's, uh... Yeah, she's a few weeks away from being shut down for the season anyway. She's studying abroad in, um... France, I'm gonna say, for a few weeks. So, maybe, maybe you know, the, the, being forced to go to Europe will clear her head. Okay. Let's see. Oh, Yasky came in pitching again, which is a new theme for this year. He's not traditionally a pitcher, and he was hitting the low stuff really well, almost unhittable. Yeah, that that... Whatever slurve, curve, whatever he wants to call it, uh, has been really effective on people. Uh, hits the low, co- hits the low part of the uh, strike zone, which means you know gets a lot of ground balls, which is obviously a lot good when there's no you know so much room out in the outfield. Yeah, and he was working the umpire too, which no disrespect there. Yeah, <laughs> hey, totally, you can totally do whatever you want. There's nothing against that, you know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the final score? Uh, final score was 9 uh, 4. 9 4 in favor of the Bags of Milk. Bags of Milk winning. Buko, you pitched a little bit too, right? I pitched at the very end. God, you just. That, that black v neck you wore, you were a vision out there. 
Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm, I know it was a little tight, but I, I mean, am I the only one that wears a tight shirt? Like, uh, and the armbands. Remember when? Oh, Matt Smith suggested that we all wear armbands, and I called him a fascist, and he was really mad at me about that. Well, he was wearing the Bernie Sanders thing. Oh, so. we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, listen, I like nobody is like yelling at like Mark Vaughn who wears pretty tight t-shirts. Uh, I'm afraid of Mark Vaughn. Yeah, oh yeah, right. That's fine if you don't. You should be scared of me, Clegger. I am. I'm not afraid yeah. of you. God damn it! <laughs> All right, are you ready to enter the spin crone? God. All right, guys, very excited to be here. First time on the podcast, rookie sensation, pitching phenom, Yes, Zach Crone. Yes, here I am. Welcome to Softball Diaries. This is the first time I've ever been described as a phenom. Well, I don't know if I I have the stats to back up that commentary, but I certainly have that. It passes the eye test. I did go 0 for 3 during the last game, so... What was it? Was it because you felt the pressure of being like a top four? No, I put you. I put you fourth. It was because I kept just like hitting it right at good fielders. It was. It's I just always, unlucky. I always get it in play, but you know, I just gotta. I gotta get a little more sly with that. That placement, I guess. We'll see. Okay, so Zach, I think. Uh, I mean, you're very. You know, you're a big dude, so I think people yeah. paid attention to you right away for that. Like, oh. wow, who's that? Got that softball body. That dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That you mean that softball belly. Uh, <laughs> a, I didn't say that. <laughs> but it's, I th- it's a beer league. But I think what uh, caught my attention even more was the first time I faced you as a batter. Uh, the ball had a little bit of movement on it yeah. that I hadn't seen before at softball. Yeah. Uh, so you throw the knuckleball. I do. Um, I grew up... Uh, in Virginia, and my dad used to be a, a, a community college teacher uh, down in like the Tidewater area. Okay, and so well, uh, it's like I Virginia go, Beach, right? I don't no, know. no, no. Tidewater is more. I don't know anything about Tide, Virginia. Tidewater is more like uh, in inland. It's just like swamp. It's oh. not like uh, it's not. It's not as. I don't know, scenic is What's Virginia the name of the Beach, town and stuff? Uh, Rappahannock. Rappahannock. So Rappahannock. Yeah. Rappahannock. So that's yeah. where he was. So it was a Roanoke. Uh, that's the other end of the state. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that's things like that I know are in Virginia. It's all right. Right. All right. So, <laughs> dad, community so my dad, he's like teaching down there, and, and I'm living in Central Virginia with my mom, and so we go down there and uh, to visit, and uh, he's made friends with two Mormons who are living next to him in like this little townhouse that he's got, and they come over for dinner, and we go outside to throw the ball afterwards, and one of these Mormons, you know, you got to call him Elder. Yeah. So elders, something or other, I can't remember his name, but like Price you know, I'm like or yeah, something Smith. like that. So I'm like ten, and he throws this ball at me, and it's the first knuckleball I've seen in my life, and I have this very distinct memory of it just like dropping and hitting me in the knee and hurting, and then looking at him and being like, "How did you do that? Like you have to teach me how to do that." So it was actually really, it was like very young in my life when I like learned how to hold a knuckleball and how to throw one and uh it's this is like the first time it's served me super well (laughs) I I, I used to throw it when I played in high school but uh it's I don't know I feel like it's it's uh 
more of a secret weapon than softball because not as many people do it. So. Absolutely. No, yeah, no one ever knows softball. So I do have to say, so this is something, it's kind of perfect that you came to softball when you did because we started using the slightly smaller softball, which, like, I feel yeah, like it's pretty hard to throw a knuckleball with the really big softball. Yeah, like, I, I have a big laces. enough hand, though, that I'm, I probably could. But, but the lace is really But, yeah, but yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. it also would, doesn't move as much when you have yeah, to yeah, yeah. What right. was What was Elder Price doing throwing a knuckleball in the first place? I don't know. I, I, I was he trying to convert you to Mormonism by I, impressing you with his wizardry? I mean, my good argument at least. My uh, my dad made it pretty like I grew up, um, like I we started Episcopalian and then my dad converted to Judaism. And this was right around that time that um, what? We Why first, did he convert? Uh, was he just like a, was he like a prospect that he had all the religions come like talk to him in the house? I don't you know, know. Like, just like a change of faith. A lot of his friends at the time were Jewish. It just, like, made sense for him. He he switched, and he's, like, really into it, and I support that, you know? Like, it makes him happy, but... Are you Jewish? I, uh, <laughs> I get, by, like, culturally, yes. I could, like, I could... I can, a, I can hang with Jews. That's possible. That, yeah. You know, so like, you're allowed on that, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can hang with Jews. So, um... I just remember him being, like, really into Mike Messina and, like, wanting to learn all of Mike Messina's pitches. The Mormon. Yeah. And then now, like, after, like thinking back, I'm now realizing Mike Messina Didn't throw never a, threw, threw a, a knuckleball. knuckleball. He was the sinker guy. So, um, I don't know. Weird disconnect there. But, you know, I did grow up, um, my second grade teacher was, like, a huge Red Sox fan. And I was a huge David Ortiz fan at that age. Um, so after he got he traded... He also had to throw a knuckleball. Because <laughs> well, no, but what I'm saying... But well, Wakefield. I, I, yeah. Wakefield, that's Wakefield, what I'm trying yeah, to get yeah. around to. I, I it's did, like, it. you know, like, I, I remember Wakefield just, like, launching, you know, the 03 ALCS and all that. Like, yeah. if you... That, that guy left an impression on me. So, so why are you a Red Sox fan just because Virginia doesn't have a team or no, spend any time I mean, in Boston? I started, I started off rooting for the Orioles just because they were the nearest thing, and I didn't really like the Braves. But um, In the 90s, you didn't like the Braves? No, not really. I didn't like the... F- I like the, like, scrappy loser teams, you know? Like, that was just how... I don't know. So I just identified you're a Red with Sox it. Fan now. No, 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 okay. not now, not okay. now. No, like that. That was like a you know you get you get older and you realize like bandwagon fanship isn't very rewarding, you know. So now I just I live in Philly. Of course, I root for the Phillies. I don't oh. want batteries thrown at me, you know. Like, let's say the Orioles are probably my AL team. You know, if they ever meet in the World Series, well, I'll figure it out then. But until I then, love, I'd love for you to have that that opportunity. Yeah, that would that out. would that would be a great problem to have. Which team am I going to root for in, yeah. the, in that series? So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with my fandom now. Well, the Phillies are losers. I don't know if they're scrappy. But they're certainly losers. I mean, <laughs> the 93 Phillies were scrappy, I, uh, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, so we have you growing up learning the knuckleball, the Mormon-style knuckleball in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, right. um, we'll fill in the rest later, but you're in Philly now, and you're working for Pizza Brain, so we're going to talk about Pizza Brain now. Okay. Um, my my feeling with Pizza Brain is that, <laughs> like, honestly, I think, I, I think that it, it could be in the argument for pretty good pizza in the area. It's not going to be number one ever, but I think that I do like the pizza. But I also feel like it's very inconsistent, the, 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 the pizza itself as well as the service. Do you feel that way? 
um, are you trying to get me fired right now? Like, is this, uh, <laughs> I don't know, is this, I'm uh, not trying to, but if, like, if this is your, like, wake-up call, then yeah. I mean, if, you, if, if you're bad at your job, yes, I am. Let me, let me, let me put it this way. If, Do you make the pizzas? If I'm, just, uh, God, let me if I'm, if I'm there, I'll take care, yeah. I'll, and I'll just, like, leave it at that. It really, it, I agree with you that everyone brings their own flavor to the job, and so whatever crew we have going at the time uh, kind of is going to depend on your experience, but I will say this, uh, Sunday nights and Wednesday nights are, I'm just putting that out there, Sunday nights and Wednesday nights are a pretty good time to come by and get pizza, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, mention Softball Diaries and you'll get extra pepperoni. Or what do you guys? Nope, Wendy Jane. <laughs> no, you won't. He's being he's being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is uh, going to do that. Yeah, right. They'll throw an extra basil leaf on the pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I can speak yeah. one point five instead of just point five. Yeah. Um, okay. So what I always wonder is how closely are little babies and pizza brain linked? Like, do you get free ice cream? Is there any sort I of collaboration? I work at little babies too. I make the ice cream over there. I work in both kitchens now. So there's, as far as ownership goes, there's no collaboration. It's just a space sharing thing, and I feel like. Uh, they both sort of have the same arty, hip, yeah. je ne sais quoi, and so one, a lot of people get both. You know, they come in for one, and then they end up getting something at both places. Uh -huh. So that's kind of probably is, the idea. That's kind of like what happened a, to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got a job at one, and then I got a job at the other. So, uh. and now I got a, you know, a three-minute commute, and I love it. So, it's, uh... Well, do the people at, like, Pizza Brain ever talk shit on the people at, uh... Never, uh, you know, no, 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 that never happens. Completely harmonious. No, no, com it, it's uh, it's all it's all gravy, baby. <laughs> nice. So, talk to me about. So, you make the pizzas. Yeah. Talk to me about learning to make pizza. It's it's a really uh, it's more difficult than I thought it would be. I mean, it like any. Uh, labor job like I think it's really easy to assume like most service industry jobs are just something you could pick up and they're unskilled but um, it's could not be less true for both those jobs really like um, you know even scooping ice cream which was the first job I had when I moved to Philadelphia like I you know I, I had a four-year college degree and uh, a little bit of a chip on my shoulder working you know service industry jobs and that you get you lose that real fast like you realize like oh spinning dough is tough oh like the reason you hire people who've done this for three years is because like there's a feel to it there's there's like all these weird nuances that you would never think of unless you were doing it yourself you know so um it's kind of cool like tonight i got to work with daniel gutter who's i would say easily the pro at, at pizza brain um He's like the, the head of the kitchen there and um, watching him work is like magic, you know, like the dough is always super even, it cooks evenly when he makes it, like mm. it's all, like the everyone gets to use the same ingredients but like it definitely, if you have someone who knows how to assemble it better, it's going to taste better, so. What days does Daniel go to work? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just refer to earlier in the podcast, so. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so does the humidity affect the dough when you're spinning it? Immensely. Yeah. yeah. Like is it, it gets is it harder. It, well, it makes the yeast activate like earlier than it should. So it 
like the dough turns into like microwave bubble gum so it gets way softer and you have to be a lot more uh gingerly with it i guess is the word i'm looking for so yeah a lot more gingerly yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta be more careful you gotta take your time do you still eat the pizza from there i i yeah i've put on some weight since i started working there it's free i think it's great um, it's a really convenient not to have to pack a lunch. Yeah. And I'm trying to pack a lunch more because it is, you know, it's pizza. It's like not good to eat every day. Packing so. a lunch to a restaurant job seems like you're disrespecting the restaurant. It also makes me a little bit worried about pizza brain though. Itself, you know, food, like you, you, you should eat the food. I do. I, that's what I'm telling you. I, I do it yeah. too much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, so you mentioned earlier, you know, briefly, like, the the food industry, service industry. Yeah. So, are industry nights at bars, like, a real thing? Like, I've always heard about this is an industry bar and all that stuff. I don't work in the service industry, and I guess I don't have many friends. I'm just, like, tell me about this secret thing. I know I know it's a thing, but I, I'm not a bar hopper myself, so I really, I would not be the one to ask, honestly. I wish I could. I don't even know if Pizza Brain operates under that same, like, Does industry. it? What do you, are you like, I, dude? You are, get invited to those service, industry like service, service nights? nights. I don't know. Because usually, know usually those are did. like those are like upscale, like work crazy hours, like not like Pizza Brain closes at what, like ten? Yeah, yeah. Like it's usually like the ones that are like open late and then like intense. Yeah, if you work an eight hour shift, you know, Pizza it's Pizza Brain also also okay. opens earlier. I don't know. I heard Martha's industry night. Check it out. Get back to me. It's usually the ones that are. It's usually <laughs> it's usually like. It tends to be more popular amongst like the more cutthroat, like high-end restaurant people that get Luko, invented about you, it. The last sure. service industry job you've had was what? Far, the women pharmacy. We no. didn't get. We were underage. We didn't get invited to any industry nights. I worked. I worked in restaurants when I was in college. I don't know what. Oh you're yeah, the tavern. I forgot. You <laughs> no, spent, I, I spent I, a lot of. It, you spent a lot of summers at the tavern. I spent one summer at the tavern. It they felt, paid awful. <laughs> it felt like it was a long time. Anyway, that's not the point. All right, so let's connect the dots. Um, so last we heard from you, uh, from younger uh, Zach Crone was uh, spending splitting time between the middle of the state and then the coastal, coastal. Bay, Tidewater, Tidewater, Marshy Tidewater, area. Virginia. Yeah. How do you get to Philadelphia? So, um, sort of going through high school and, and like middle school and high school, my parents were both educators. My dad worked in like college. He would he had all sorts of jobs, but he would keep losing them or getting different ones. And so, mostly through grade school and middle school, we were bouncing back and forth as a family between. Central Virginia, Charlottesville, where my mom worked as a first grade, kindergarten grade teacher, mm -hmm. and then somewhere in Ohio. So Columbus or Bowling Green, and eventually uh, Toledo, Ohio, um, where I finished out high school my last three years. And that's like when I played baseball, you know, that's when I... Um, yeah, the glass, the glass capital. It is. It's the glass city. Yeah, but not anymore because industry. Yeah, in obviously. Yeah, 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 there's no industry. Yeah, there's no. There. But that's where like Libby Corning factory. So it's kind of this city that's trying to turn itself into this arty town because they have all these warehouses that are just not being used in the downtown area. 
Um, but it's got a real brain drain. Like a lot, like people, they graduate from either college or high school there, and then they immediately move. So it's got a real problem with like population depletion right now. But I was fortunate enough to go to a very exclusive, nice, borderline gerrymandered school district um, that my parents were privileged enough to be able to put me in. You know, um, so. I end up, uh, this is a real roundabout way, but I feel like it's pretty important to, like, how I end up in Philly. Please, we're into it. Cool. Um, (laughs) So, I did piano for, like, 16 years of my life up until this point. Like, eh, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be a classical pianist, like, now. Like, that's what I thought I was going to be doing right now. And so, all throughout high school... I worked on, you know, like a repertoire, and in my junior year of high school, I started doing um, auditions for all these performing arts schools. So I go to Berkeley, I go to Oberlin, Michigan Performing Arts, Cleveland Institute Performing Arts, and I realize I have, uh, like, huge performance anxiety issues, and I just proceeded to drive around the country bombing these oh super <laughs> high pressure. Oh my God. Just imagine, like, the really, first... Just imagine I, the I, First fifteen minutes of whiplash, Ugh. over and over you're and over me, and you're over giving me and over anxiety. and over yeah, that's, and that's over. Awful. Happening awful to, to a sixteen-year-old. So that's I'm so that was that was my first introduction to the music world. So I eventually I'm like, this isn't gonna happen. So I apply to some other schools on you just, just like, like academics or something. Yeah, just on academics, and I got into University of Virginia. Purely because I think I wrote a very schmaltzy uh, essay about how I had lived in Charlottesville and I wanted to, quote unquote, come home Homecoming. to college. Exactly. You're, you're the LeBron James exactly. of right. Virginia. I'm just I'm a coming kid. Home. The I'm just a Tribune. kid from Central VA. <laughs> I'm going to bring a, a piano championship yeah, back to UVA. Right. So I go to I go to UVA and immediately give up piano <laughs> because it oh just like it your depra- parents it, must it, hate you. They were really upset that I did that. Like I was really I didn't enjoy playing it, so I lied about playing drums to get into a band so I could make friends because I had no other pretense upon which I felt comfortable. Oh, I love this. So, yeah, so... Is this at I, UVA? Or this was is this? at UVA. So I'm taking music courses at UVA, and I know, like, one of my friends that I'm working with as a bus driver is looking for a drummer for his band, and I go, I can do it. <laughs> And I, so you he's like, sure, like, we'll jam. So I tell him this, and then I go to GameStop, and I buy Rock Band 2. Oh, my God, this is and amazing. I take it back to my dorm, uh. <laughs> and I just thrash on that controller all night until I can play, like... Holy shit. All these, like, Smashing Pumpkins songs and Judas Priest songs and Sonic Youth songs and, like, all uh, these... Uh, but not actually play them, just... Just, just on play. Rock Band. But okay. To be years of... No, no, I mean, it's a rhythm, it's a rhythm like, game, it's, it's a rhythm To be rhythm. honest, like, it, of all the instruments in that yes, game, that, that is the, the one closest, that yes. actually translates. You have to be able to, like, do a kick pedal with your foot, yeah. you have to be able to keep time, you have to be able to do fills... It's this like spatially, it's very different, and you don't have to worry about your left foot. But other than that, it's one to one once you start getting into like the hardest modes in that game. So I start doing that, and then (laughs) 
Um, yeah. I, I managed to just, like, fake it <laughs> in this band. So, wait, you couldn't perform the piano under pressure, but... Right. <laughs> but there's just something, yeah, I know. like, <laughs> the thing about it is, like, one, I, I still, and it's some, like, somewhere in the back of my mind, like, don't think of drummers just from... You have no years, respect for drumming, just basically. It, right, because it's like you just said years you fake it. of piano teachers like just making drummer jokes, you know, like, oh, what's <laughs> a, what do you call what do you call a music enthusiast with no talent? A drummer. Like a that bassist? is yeah, like well Hey you can do it for <laughs> you can do it hey, for I, I just figured out what you just said. <laughs> you can do it for any anything if you're like you know, if you have enough of an ego, but I, there's still part of me that's like you can you can fake your way through drumming, so I get through like three months of playing in this band before um, three years three months of playing in this band before like I come clean and I'm like hey, so the reason like I do everything weird and like I don't know how to set up the drum set is because. <laughs> I had never actually played, and by that point, I had, like, learned all the songs, I, like, and they were just like, okay, fine, we'll keep you, and that band, I've now been in for six years, and, uh, that band, uh, the summer after I graduated from college, I thought about quitting and moving to Austin, Texas, and they were like, don't do that, um, let's all move somewhere not as far from home, let's all move to Philadelphia together, and, like, really give it a go, and try and make something make a name for ourselves in the big city like a fucking beach boys song or something like that and that's how i ended up in philadelphia i moved here with my three closest friends to try and see if we could do some and now you know of course it didn't work <laughs> you know, like it didn't work but that's how i ended well, up in well, philadelphia I was about to say, I mean, that's why the name of the band on everybody's lips these days is uh <laughs> left it? to right left, left to right is that called <laughs> right to left left left, left, left <laughs> to red left and right left, left and, and right, right obviously and right. obviously that band's huge uh yeah, sure do you guys have a keyboardist we don't it's a it's like you're it's like a like a built to spill sort of band, you know. Like it's. Yeah, I feel like you could fit a keyboard in there if you felt like you it. could. Well, no, we I just, but I mean, you yeah. couldn't He's because. Oh, I just. I mean, if you played drums and like there was somebody playing keys, you'd probably be like, "Oh, this guy has no idea what he's doing." No, 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 not at all. Like I. Nah, I'm just. Be, yeah. Like the classical stuff doesn't translate. Like I feel like the the lessons that I learned from playing classical music are just like having a good ear, knowing what sounds right and what doesn't and then that like and also just like having respect for the only way you get good is just by putting in the time that is that is the thing like talent i i, and I now believe this for a lot of things like you know there the to me in my mind talent isn't like this innate gift that you've been given by your genes or whatever that allows you to do something talent is like liking something enough that you have the patience where you can put in a stupid amount of work like that Malcolm Gladwell picking, yeah. you know what are, what is it like the 
tipping yeah. point or something? Yeah, like that, you to know, the so. 10,000 hours. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah. a stupid theory, but it's the perfect mindset in terms of expansion versus limited in terms of saying like, well, I'm good at this, but I'm never going to be great at this versus like, I can do this because I fucking put, I want to put the work in and right. like meld it into my brain right. and learn exactly. how to do it, which exactly. is amazing. And it's like the, that, that type of mindset is way important in terms of being successful at a lot of things. Like, uh, like, you know, otherwise the first time you're bad at something is the time that this wasn't meant for me. Right. It's true. And I'm now like more and more beginning to be like excited about being bad at new stuff. Like I just recently took up like film photography and everything I'm taking is a blurry mess. But the kind of the exciting thing about it is that like I'm going to get good at it faster than I can get good at something that I have already been doing for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Usain like, Bolt wins a hundred meters. Did he just set a world record? No. No. Nah, but um, it doesn't matter. Three time gold medal champ. Wow. Do you think that he he you know responds yeah, to that's what to I'm being saying? Bad? Like that's that's been good, all he good does forever. is train all right, the but, time. Uh, but. Uh, uh, to take counterpoint is that I could never run as fast as he did, no matter how many hours I put in. That's true. But he wasn't a world champion when he first started. <laughs> there's a, there's a. Certain, that's absolutely true. Yeah, I, obviously, there's a. I, I think that's. My point is more that there's a mix. I, I think there's more of a mix. What if you're last name Bolt? What if you were Buko Bolt? I would still be slow. <laughs> <laughs> it would help, though. I think. I, I I definitely would. I'd probably appear faster to other people. They'd be like, oh, he's. I mean, he looks slow, but his name's Buka Bolt. Bolt. He can't be Buka Bolt. Matt, Bo- Matt Bolt? I don't know. How Buka Bolt. Buka Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's our new nickname anyway. Just yeah. call me that. So let's say that you could do uh, whatever you wanted, but it had to be different than what you're doing. So you're you're working a job, but it's not a job at Pizza Brain, and it's not a job in Left to Right. What would you do? I like I can do anything. And yeah, but it has to be something different. It can't just be like I would rather manage a band or start I, a record label or I would, or, or I would be a, a child psychiatrist. Child psychiatrist. Yeah, like, that like, seems like such so much work. It, yeah, I think it would be a lot <laughs> of work. Yeah, I, I, I know, <laughs> but there's also like that's a that's a that's a point in their life when like you can actually have a real impact and um, true. Right yeah, now I'm too a, fucked up to fix. It's a yeah, like <laughs> it's before everything's solidified up there, and you can uh, unfortunately like just with the way healthcare works in this country, you would really only be helping like the most privileged of children, but. Um, helping people is helping people you know yeah and it's there's some i don't know i without getting too deep into it like it's a it's a profession get deep it's a profession that has helped me a lot uh especially like towards the towards like coming out of college and uh a profession that i have a deep respect for and it seems to be like a really interesting field so that if i could just do it that's what I would be, but like that's a twelve-year track, you know. If I want to go back to school and and get involved, in yeah. That. So, um, yeah. But are those kinds of stakes like people's lives and their entire future, like like the next like sixty to eighty years of their life, and like having it and seeing it all and not being able to help them or or not being able to get results, like that kind of pressure would like kill me. No, 
No, no, no, not at all. That's I mean, why, that's, I mean I you, that's why you deal with electronics. So you can, I don't deal with electronics, bro. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I want to belittle you right now. <laughs> why would you want to do that? Why would you want to help children? No, like, I'm I don't just know. saying I just think is that's like that it's, it's really hard to say. It's high on pressure. A pot and, like, it's really not high pressure. Sound creepy too. Like I want to help kids. No, like, it doesn't. It doesn't come off as creepy. Okay. No, I think it does a little bit. Uh, there's not, nothing, there's I'm not, saying it. No, there's I'm something saying inherently it. creepy about wanting to help children. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's not creepy. I don't know. No, it's, I, I it's, hate children. I don't understand why they helped them at all. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I mean, my mom's a school counselor with, for elementary school. Yeah, and she works at. She used to work in a in, a, in like a um, a, bi, a very bilingual school, or I, like they're raised in bilingual. So like they have a lot of like like these elementary school or these second graders, fourth graders are going through some serious fucking shit. That, right. Like, it's crazy. Right. Like, they don't they don't have the support network that other people have. Right. So like I don't even know how my mom does that. Yeah, and that's I don't know I, I it's have a very beta male weird nurturing type personality and it might be I'm, perfect actually I yeah exactly but that's what I'm saying like I'm I'm now at this age where I'm comfortable knowing that about myself and I'm not trying to I'm just gonna work with it you know and maybe down the road like something along that lines. For a while, I thought I would be, like, a high school English teacher, and I wanted to be, like, oh, yeah, fucking dead poets. I think a lot of people want to be, like, they oh. have a teacher that really got to them when they were younger, and they want to do that for someone else. Yep. And I definitely have that in me still. That still could happen. Who's that like, teacher? I'm not, oh, good Lord, I had so many. I was, like I said before, I went, I was very privileged, privileged to go to a very good school um, when I the last three years of high school um but yeah uh the the I'll, I'll tell you what the most entertaining name uh darren broadway darren with an i broadway was an incredible english shout teacher out darren. yeah shout out to darren um just like really really disarming really really kind like very good at getting kids to open up but also being just as open with himself and them. And, uh, of course, he ran uh, all the school productions <laughs> in the drama department with a name like that. Like, you'd have to, oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, so, that's funny. Yeah. It was a good one. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like, that's a profession that really drags on you. Oh, you, you, get, you get three months off, though. It's kind of nice. You don't really, because you got to do a lot of, like, after school's out, you got to do a lot of, like, recap and stuff about how the school went especially if you're teaching a grade that has like state testing like if you teach fifth grade in virginia you got standards of learning you gotta testing. teach the course right so then you gotta do teach the, teach the test you gotta either do that and then like read up your i believe you we have softball at people that play softball that are teachers that just went on like a month-long vacation so i don't 100 yeah. percent believe you <laughs> well, no, what i'm saying like i it's not it's not three months it's like there is that nice chunk in the middle of it but on either end like you're doing coursework and planning and stuff like that or you're like re-upping your education because there are new standards always being put on teachers because there are new ways of measuring how kids learn all the time yeah. so you're yeah. not a teacher then not no i'm not i just, <laughs> I just <laughs> I just have two parents that do it, but what do I know? You know, oh, so. that's actually really nice that you you would you like your your you were inspired by your parents to be, be at least interested. In yeah. It. Anyway, speaking of English, what's like the last great book that you read? The last great book I read, man, I 
Um, I don't read as much as I would like to. I got into Pale Fire for a while, but I didn't finish it. it it's David Foster Wallace is oh. so tough to like crack. Yeah. Um, uh, I did finish. One of the benefits of tour- being in a touring band is you get a lot of time to read, and I feel like if I wasn't in a touring band, I would have never finished Infinite Jest. You I finished fi- it? I finished it on the third wow. try. I would get... 300 pages in and then die out and then 300 pages yeah. in and then the third try um, we were on like a month and a half long tour with Diarrhea Planet going to like the west coast and everything and I finally finished it on that tour just because I had so much downtime. Did you read it with like a partner or anything like that? That no, seems to I be just, a success. <laughs> I seems to be a successful method for doing it for like forcing yourself to like read 100 pages and then talk about it. I would it. just say like if you're not going to do it in a month you're not going to do it. Yeah, like you have I, to do it fast if you're going to do it. I, I got like yeah, I okay. got that like 300, 400 pages in and it it's was just incredible. like I can't I just I it's don't. It's really incredible though. I, I my uh one of my friends, Emmett, who is in Diarrhea Planet, read it like a month after I did, and he was like texting me as he was going through there it, like go. making sure he was I, understanding if you can, it. Yeah, like find a sponsor who has That's read it, and then like check in with them as you're going through it to make sure you're on the right track because it, it it's everything about the like the main narrative in a grand scheme isn't it isn't explicit. It's all told through reference and reaction, but it's you never get the main action of stuff that's happening. What you is the main narrative? Out. It's uh, like semi-autobiographical. I don't know. I don't want to actually... actually don't yeah, I don't want to... Don't want to the book okay. club. But what is the main narrative? It's it's basically lead up to war between Canada and the U.S. But that's not the main... That's like... Isn't that like... That's the fo- That's the very first... Isn't that like a metaphor or like a, a homage to something Do else? Do you really want to get into it? No, no. I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, fine. Well, lighten it up a little bit. What's like the last celebrity that you ran into? The last celebrity I ran into? Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even... <laughs> I don't even know what qualifies as... The, the, whatever you it's think is celebrity, obviously, dude. I, uh, I don't know. I, I really, I don't know if I've had like any crazy celebrity encounters. I mean, like, what about like a local can, local celeb in um, a band or something like that? Yeah, Sheena Parveen. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's a possibility you could run into Sheena Parveen. You know, the the last. Uh, we played a show in Western Massachusetts, and Jay Maskus was at the show. That's awesome. And okay. we were all just so I was so nervous. I could like couldn't find a way to like talk to him, even though I wanted to. And then my bandmate Daniel, who is like Dan- just a Daniel very, Merchant. Yeah. Okay. How do you know him? He came to softball like twice. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you know someone's last name, it's because of softball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I wrote down his name. <laughs> yeah. I'm now realizing I don't realize all the people in my life. I never recognize that they that they know each other. I'm. I guess it's Easily. like a sign of like being very self centered. It's, it's also like, Philadelphia. Like yeah. Philadelphia is, is a. It's true, but spiders. Daniel was able to talk to him for like a solid fifteen minutes, and he was like talking about how he had been doing a David Bowie tribute and like was playing with Sean Lennon and stuff like that. So it was. Yeah, I guess that would be that'd be the sighting. That was really cool. Yeah, I that's, that, that, that did counts. you did you like tight. know it was Jay Maskus right away, or were you like oh, that guy it, looks like Jay Maskus? You know, yeah, what he he's looks got like it's I like know, the most obvious. The first time it could I could be a doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, first time I saw him, I'd be like, I don't know. No. Like, it looks looks like him, isn't no, it? You knew you you knew right away. So, 
I had a pretty good recent celeb run in. Oh, okay. So oh, that's why I yeah, right, right, right. No, 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 no. I, I want to hear it. I got there. Okay, I, got got there. Me, I did let it. Let me hear it. Um, so, yeah, I was just in LA for a few days and I didn't see anybody in Los Angeles and I was super disappointed. But on the airplane ride back in first class, Andre Iguodala, Marlon oh. Wayans, and Chris Kattan. That's so random. Are they? Uh, please tell me they're doing a sitcom. <laughs> uh, I don't know. All right, so Mary Buff killed yeah. Andre Iguodala. Um, I'm probably marrying Iguodala. Um, I love. Yo, Mary. I hear he's a huge asshole. He's, I he's, it. he's religious, but he's a champion. Um, okay. And Gross. I don't know. He's I guess probably got the most. I'm probably uh, star fucker. I'm probably I'm probably fucking Chris Kattan because Mango. Yeah. I mean, or I mean, what's yeah. Mr. Peepers? I'm I'm a big fan of Mr. Peepers. Um, monkey bone. And then I'm just I'm just <laughs> gonna get the monkey. Bone. I'm killing the Wayans because it's like there's a million Wayans. You're racist. Like, marrying Andre Iguodala. <laughs> okay, sure. I asked. It's a racist. I asked Andre Iguodala if he was coming back to Philly, and he said, "Ha ha, yeah." Because I mean, he was on a plane back to Philly. Yeah. Right. But, uh, Wait, yeah. you actually said something to Andre Iguodala? Yeah, I said, okay. "Are you coming back to Philadelphia?" And he said, "Ha ha, yeah." Okay. So we're best friends. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Do you, do you have any celeb do- doppelgangers? And whenever get, get you, people fused? think I look like Jeb Bush. I see that. Yeah, yeah. I see that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah, I'm just as low energy as him too. So it's like please a clap. good fit. <laughs> yeah, please clap. Look, look, Jeb is a mess. Okay, <laughs> he's. Jeb He's going to be okay. Jeb is a waste. Okay, <laughs> he he improved education uh, drastically in Florida. Did he? Yeah, that's his whole thing. Is that he? Mm. I mean, what is it? What is it? I mean, it depends on what. Oh, by Jeb, what metric? Are you, ta- are you talking right? about like like by like yeah, lowering well, teacher pay in <laughs> teachers unions because teachers don't like him. Whatever he, yeah. it's, it's probably teaching to the test, but uh, I'm not yeah, gonna. It's I'm, almost I'm not ready to have a political argument about it. It's all right. Florida. Who's the only one voting for? <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm voting for Hillary. Yeah, me too. Puko's doing it too. Puko, yeah. I, I, what do you know? I, I'm, I'm, gonna, vote, okay. I'm voting fascist party. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <what> do <you laughs> want? Um, have you ever been to an active volcano? No, I haven't. I uh, <laughs> I went to Italy in high school, but uh, so I you might have visit been the there. Vesuvius. Vesuvius still no active. No, but. Uh, yeah, no, I have that. That would be the closest I've gotten to one. What about if you were here? Did you ever tour in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, I What's guess that Mount Saint Helens. I guess yeah, that counts. Yeah, and like they got that Ring of Fire up there, so I'm glad I got to see Portland and Seattle before they fall into the ocean and all that. So yeah, that's, totally. Uh, yeah, um, well, a third of the eastern seaboard is going to be underwater in 50 yeah, years anyhow. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Worst question of the night. Can you dunk? No, I can't. <laughs> How you tall can't? are you? I'm 6'6", six, six, but like, look at me. I'm the least fucking athletic. Well, could you ever dunk at one point? No, I could never dunk. Yeah. I've never been able to dunk. How like, old are you? I'm 26. Okay. I, I, if I so it's probably not going to happen. If, if I put in the fucking 10,000 hours, I'm sure I could, but I'm not going to because I, I don't 
like 10, basketball 000. enough to, you 10, know. 10,000 hours of jumping is going to be hard on your body. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to suck. My knees are already fucking shot, so. Hey, you're talking to the right guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't dunk. So, do you prefer hot or cold weather? Definitely cold. Oh, my God. We're in, like, <laughs> I'm in never dry territory right now. <laughs> like, I just take a shower, and then I start sweating, and that's it. Like, that's my day. This is my fucking nightmare. I, I, I want to move to, like, northern New Hampshire and just get a cabin. New Hampshire? Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd, I'd prefer Vermont over New Hampshire. Yeah, well, of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I, yeah, yeah. Of course you would. Oh, I'm not, like, a hippie, but, like, I... Ver- You're definitely not a hippie. New Hampshire scares me. Yeah, that's because they're all, like, live, live for your die and shit. Like yeah, it's, they exist in Vermont, too, yeah. but not as much. Yeah. Alright, uh, so how do you feel about awkward situations? Do you, like, own up to them, or do you I'm try to avoid podcast, them? I'm on this podcast, aren't I? Like, I, I'm... Yeah, Puka and I make you feel comfortable. Yeah, that's true, but also, yeah, we'll like... Wrap up. This like, is, like you're many, gonna put your head on his leg, see if we can start making you feel comfortable. Oh, like, yeah. like, uh, like, this, I feel like this is just another roundabout thing, like, the trick I pulled with the band, like, I joined a band to meet people, I'm playing softball to meet people, like, I have to have a weird pretense to, like, just be able to relate to people, so... Well, that's usually good, that's, it's better, having a weird pretense that's, actually that's makes re, sense. That's removing the awkwardness, and that's yeah. just, that, you're, you you're know what's actually so awkward? Short. Not having any pretense, yeah, you're going up to somebody and be like, hi! Yeah, you're actually exactly. like a like a yeah. social hack or whatever because like having but, a weird pretense is just a regular is there pretense. Like, there are people who are engaging and confident enough to do that and not not really. Pre- you don't think so? Yeah, they're usually assholes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like if you have that much confidence where you feel like you can talk to anybody in any place, it just means you're an asshole and like yeah. a, like an arrogant asshole, which is like good for you as like probably like you probably make more money this than I do. Great, but like <laughs> this is a great breakthrough, guys. <laughs> yeah, have you ever talked to somebody yeah. who's like I'm just doing some networking? So like. What's your creds? Yeah, like, I, it's there. Those people I know suck. those people. Yeah, yeah, Clegger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Clegger. It's fine. Um, all right, we ready to get to the softball questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, juju, 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 juju. Okay, so first question is: How did you hear about softball? Who brought you? Okay, this is this. It was this is. I want to shout out Stephen Ergo. Okay. Here's the weird tangential connection to him that I was mentioning before we started recording. So, Megan Whalen, his friend. She came to softball. She came to softball one time, and that was my first time, and that's how I found out about the game. I can't even put a name to the face, but... She works at at Little Babies. Okay. She's wonderful. She has orange hair, if you go in. She's the only one with orange hair at the moment. I don't know. We're all... They're all Classic we're all pe- free spirits over Classic there. Classic pizza, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, she brings me because she knows Stephen. I know Stephen because Stephen's mother. I like used you call to him Stephen, by the way. Yeah, well, I call him because I know him as Stephen Ergo because our mothers work together because his mom was my mom's teaching assistant down in Virginia. Wow. So the first wow. time I all I ever saw Stephen was when my mom called me up and was like, my teaching assistant's son is going to be playing on the Jimmy Fallon show tonight. You guys, you need to watch it. They're going to be, it's going to be wonderful. And the first time I ever saw him is him drumming next to Questlove, living my dream. I'm sure this has been brought up way too many times, but like this was my introduction to him. And I guess by proxy, how like, 
the hook for me getting invited to. So he's the reason. I don't. So, I don't, his, how did so you... his friendship with Megan. His friendship with Megan is the reason that I like felt comfortable being there, having a weird connection to someone there. How did you turn seeing him on television into a real friendship, though? Or I wouldn't say like of... I'm friends. It's yeah. just like, like we were saying earlier, like actually having a pretense to be able to talk to someone, like. I I I can't imagine. So I guess, friends, I guess everyone friends with Meg, the, and then she just sort of introduced you. Not that or many like, people with familiarity no, in I'm Charlottesburg. Trying, I'm just trying to understand. Charlottesville. 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 Whatever. I'm just trying to. Whatever, man. I'm sorry. Shitty little Virginia town that no one gives a fuck about. It's fine. Oh, sorry, I got but Blacksburg. I would have figured that you guys. I would have figured that it. You're. You would have known each other growing up a little bit, or like run past each other. No, I moved too much when I was younger. This was just. This is I, recently. Yeah, yeah, this is recently just meeting him through softball. So, but I, wait, but you met him through softball or pretty he, much? He brought, he, I I met him through softball. So, but my so he friends. got Megan Whalen to come. Who got Steven Steve? Steve got, got Megan to come, and, and Megan, when Megan got, got, told me that she was going to this game that Steve was playing in. That's when I went, oh, I know that name. I've heard like that guy does cool things this must be a cool game i should go okay does that make sense yeah it makes yeah. sense to me I so she on. was the she was like the spark and he was like i don't know the barometer of like this must be a cool game to go to dude honestly seems like, I'm like cool the, yeah if you're gonna say the spark then you gotta say like the, the gasoline or something or the yeah the, <laughs> you just have to use that if the you're gonna fuel say the yeah, yeah. or something maybe i don't like uh, Finishing out my metaphor. Yeah, you know what? Uh, fine, I'm gonna finish the hydrogen. for you. He's the yeah. hydrogen that creates the explosion. Honestly, huge shout out to Virgo. He's the real MVP of recruiting. He is. He probably he's is the our, best. People. He's the recruiting chair because I. That's uh, a frat. This is what it really is. <laughs> a dumb softball frat. All right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one thing I noticed right away uh, about you at softball is that you you felt very comfortable right away. Softball, Did mostly I? in that, like, Absolutely. I think game okay. two, uh, I think I, like, was like, oh, yeah, that dude, and you said something, you talked shit back to me immediately, and I wasn't, and I was just like, wow, that, that happened fast, I mean, I know that people mostly feel like I'm an open target, but, like, it usually takes them, like, a couple games to figure that out, uh, you noticed right away, so, uh, it's like a prison yard, man, you gotta just, <laughs> <laughs> you make fun of Boogo on the first well, day. I know, it, it like, worked perfectly, because literally, everything like, bitch, Stephanie, Stephanie, yeah, Stephanie you better was, fucking make fun of Buko on the first day or else right. no one will ever respect well, you. Stephanie immediately was like, oh, that guy talks shit to Buko. That's a good sign. Right. Like, it, like people like when you, like, it, it, is a, it is a good strategy at softball is to immediately start talking shit I, to me. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the shit talk, is that natural? Or like, no, you, that's, you that's talk shit compensating to for how nervous I am about that's important. Like, we're all, being, we're all in the same boat, being in a, well, No, you're not, because you've been in this game for... No, I, no I, honestly, the way I shit talk is also by me being nervous. Like, I do no, it I'm more so, when I'm about to go up to bat. Right. Like, uh, that's good information saying. for like, everyone that's playing against This Fuka. game has been going on for how long? 10 years. Ten yeah, years. and this is my first season. Like, of course I'm going to be nervous. Like, there's all these people who know each other and have these relationships. I know, but, there's, yeah. but that's, together. But that's true about a lot of people. Uh, most of them don't talk shit immediately to me. Is this? Yeah, this and like the, you shouldn't feel like it's like your first year and you can't do it because it's like softball is constantly evolving and that's like the whole point. Cool. Yeah, that's well, true. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be an anchor on the team because I'm really enjoying coming. So, yeah. yeah. I've been pretty regular. I don't know. 
Alright, so with you liking it so much, what would you change about softball? What would I change about it? Um, Coming in with fresh eyes. I would make it to the first four batters of the like the top of the order. You can pitch to them as fast as you want. Interesting. I would make the first four. If you're going to put your best hitters at the top, then you should be able to pitch to them. And then from, that, from five down, uh, that's when it gets... That's when, like, the whole sportsman sort of, like, keep it to a regular. Because, uh, you know, like, Tom Kelly's teeing off, Gabe's teeing off. Yeah. Like, a lot, like, people are teeing off. Yeah. And, um... Counter-argument. Like, is it because you hate women? Because if you put a girl in the top four, you'd want to be able to throw as hard as you can at them? No. Not okay. at all. <laughs> like, it's, you know, like... I, 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 that was yeah, that was but <laughs> um, that's that's one thing I would change. Uh, no, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's a change to benefit you though. And honestly, like I I like the idea of being able to take like the the speed cap off of some people, but forcing it to the top four really changes the dynamics in a way that we want to make it competitive and comfortable for right. everybody. And then in you a also have way. it so like people who are pretty good can't be as involved in some games. You know, like you would have the same you would have a lot of the same people at the top of the order all the time. Yeah, which is know? not which what is we not want. Cool. We want to make yeah. sure that right. all experience you all wanna, I, I all think skill it's an sets. interesting idea though. But right. that, yeah, in, in general. And I and that is especially assists you because you throw very hard. You, I try not you, to anymore. Yeah, I know you're trying not to, but uh, now with the, now I'm just like straight knuckleballing all the time. Whereas before I was like doing it as like a when it was a pitcher's count, you know. And now it's all I do because yeah. it's not fast. Is so. it because you're not accurate when you throw a little slower, or is it because you it's, just like can't it, physically it throw seriously slower? Seriously, is like I I am just so used to throwing like at a at a faster speed that like grooving like my mechanics get all messed up and. I'm when I'm pitching, the thing I am most afraid of is hitting someone. So when I start mm. throwing faster, it's actually just like out of me being worried that I'm like starting to let the ball like trail or whatever when I'm throwing it. So I don't know. I I felt like I don't know. How my pitching last game I felt like was totally fine. Like yeah, no, I was, was good, but like a lot of ground balls, a lot of uh this that's yeah. the thing about the knuckleball. It's easy to hit, but it's also easy to feel. Everybody wins, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, in general, we want to... You, you want to pitch to contact. It's very hard to pitch to, like, really good players because you know they're going to tee off. Cause right. It's sort of a, so, like, you just try and, like... I mean, so I, I try and change speeds against them. It's sometimes effective. Just, like, go something a little harder and then throw something yeah. super soft, get them out in front of it. But, like, yeah. uh, throw, keep it low, hope that they just don't make good contact. It's hard. Yeah. It yeah. is. That's inherently part of the sport, though. Yeah, I think. and keep in mind to a certain degree that people asking you to slow it down is also part of the chess match right. between them and you. That's something I always do and is the yell, team. yell at the person to slow it down just because yeah. I'm yeah. in their head. I, Although you, do <laughs> throw, you, you used to throw it very fast. You did throw it, too. I, I throw it way too fast. I'm never going to ask Steph to slow I, it down. That's, that's totally fair. Like, I'm the new guy. You know, I got to... So, uh, just quite, you played in seven games, I think, uh, if I have my stats right. Cool. Uh, don't, don't say you think, Buka, you know. Okay, I know. I, I did my research. Uh, you've had, that probably means you've had seven different captains. How, who do you think has been a, your best, the best captain so far? Or, oh, I couldn't pick. <laughs> oh, how Is it because you don't know any pick? names? Yes. <laughs> okay, just yeah. making sure. Was a memorable captain? I think Gabe... Which Gabe? Carry on, taller Gabe. Yeah, yes. white, white Gabe. 
No, I thought. Good lord. God. Are you fucking what? Kidding? I don't understand. Stop, he's like stop angelic. This yes. Is, this is gonna spiral. So, he's uh, not angelic. Uh, anyway. Whoa. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh my god, you're right. Okay. He so, was. He was one. He was. Tell me about why you like him as captain. He was super nice to me when I first started playing. He is very. He was good. He was welcoming. He plays he well. He's very friendly at first. He he. Dun, dun, dun. He, he <laughs> talks the right amount of shit. You know, like it's. It's all good natured jawing with him, and mm-hmm. he. I yeah. don't know. I, I gravitated to him and wanted to be on his team and play with him. And now I want to strike him out all the time. So yeah, it's, definitely yeah, perfect like, mindset. So, what did you used to do on Tuesdays before softball? Uh, I was either working. Now I have that permanently blocked off as like a time to yeah, not work. It's great to hear. Yeah, um, I was either working or uh, it's six dollar movie night at the Pearl in uh, Temple's campus, so I would go see a movie usually on Tuesday. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's six bucks all day. I know. That's I mean, half price I know yeah. at the Ritz is on yeah. Wednesdays. Yeah. Wow, you can see some movies for cheap. Yeah. yeah. It's your schedule, so, off-season schedule. So I have a question. So you're the first person that's ever come up to me and been like, can I please be on the podcast? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, people, I, 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 really, I'm, I'm I fighting them off. I haven't had anybody be like, <laughs> You want to be on the podcast? No, like, but like, you're definitely the first person that's been like, I would like to be on the podcast. Uh, what what made you decide? What made you like want to be on the podcast? I think the the nice answer is like I've listened to, um, I've listened to it a bunch of times, and it's like fun to listen to, and it just seemed like a fun thing to do. Yeah. And the more nefarious, like Slytherin answer is, it seemed like a quick way nice. to ingratiate myself with ah. people, and now I don't have to have the same conversation. Yeah, but nobody's gonna listen to this. So. That's well, yeah. well, <laughs> well, literally to to six or more people might listen to it. That's true. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know what the follower. You know, like I love it so much. I assumed everyone would. You know. So. <laughs> We're, we're smiling. Yeah, that's, that's uh, <laughs> my, my heart, pitter patter. <laughs> um, sucking up right now, but no, yeah. I just it seemed like a good way to like put myself out there and like. I thought your I thought your more nefarious Slytherin answer was going to be I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, that's probably true too. That's our answer. That's true. Yeah, I, I definitely do. I'm gonna listen to this. I hate hearing Clegg. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely. be like. <laughs> Listen to this every night before I go to sleep. Uh, well, Zach, we're going to bring you over to... Wait, is it Zach with Z-A-K? How do you spell it's your... It's Z-A-K. Yeah. Zach, so why'd you wind up with that spelling? Oh, no, so god damn it. No, okay. My, my, my initials are Zachary Aaron Crone. Oh, okay. Wow. So my parents got real clever. No, uh, that's actually funny because the kid I grew up, Zach Cohen... He has the same. He's Z A C for the exact same reasons. Yeah, <laughs> but is Z A K short for Zachary or Zachariah or anything, I or is it just mean my Zach- legal name is Zachary? Zachary. Yeah. Yeah. With the C, Zach. is there a C in there though? Z A C H A R Y. Okay, so the okay. yeah, C H. Yeah, C H. It's uh, the C H's are weird. Every yeah. Zachary you're, you're, is with a C. You're Zachary like Zach, now. Like Zach Z. No, no, Z-A-C-H. You're, you're Zachary now. Zach. No, it's that's fine. the way it's Z A K. I know. I know. I know. I, that's fine. I, I'm. I'm just giving Thank him you. grief. What, like, why do 
I have to be nice to you now? Shut up, Because you're on the podcast. Shut the fuck up, Puka. You have to be nice to me because I'm better at softball than you, so. Wow. Shut up, Buko Broadway. Wow. Buko Broadway, or what was that? What are we going to call you now? Buko Bolt? Buko Bolt. <laughs> Buko right. Broadway was the name of his mentor. I'm like, oh. No, Buko Broadway is not the name of his Buko Bolt. Buko, Buko Bolt Broadway. Just this clumsy Two nicknames. Only Three you nicknames. also have a clipboard in your hand. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> how, many hits did you, how many hits did you get in the last uh, game? Zero. Oh, okay. How many how did I get? How many scoreless innings did you pitch? One. Me too. See, we're the same. I did get two hits, though. I had, I had some catches in the field, and, you know. like When did that happen? <laughs> I caught that pop-up that Andrew hit. Andrew Abbott. Andrew Abbott. Andrew Abbott. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Abbott. He's Abbott. to one game. Andrew Abbott. He's, I think he's a, that was his second game. That was his second game. He's a bandmate of mine, uh, friend. Um, he's, he's wearing the, a Cubs shirt. He's, he's oh, always. I like them. He is always gonna wear a Cubs thing when he. Comes. He has a very he's a huge Cubs. He's a very positive attitude, he's which is very, strange for a he's Cubs. He's a very fan. gregarious. <laughs> he's a very gregarious individual. He's one of my closest friends. He taught me how to drive a, a city bus back in the day when we worked uh, worked for a transit service together in Virginia. Um, yeah, how do we get this on our topic? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> is driving a bus seems terrifying to me. No, it's it's a great job. You work, for the, you work for the government. You get to chill and listen to whatever music you want all day. Yeah, but everyone who rides a bus is an asshole. Not see, not in a rich college town. Mm. That's probably true. Mm. I wouldn't do it in Philly, but I'll do it in you know Amherst or Charlottesville or. You know, I always love in the summer SEPTA. There's always the videos of naked people getting on the bus. Yeah, why wouldn't you be naked? It's a fucking million degrees out there, <laughs> of course. All right, so back to the sorry. The, back to the three questions. Um, number one, what would the Zach Crone dog be? The hot dog that describes the yourself. Hot dog. Okay, so first off, this hot dog. Uh, right here. I'm I'm trying to be vegetarian, so we're, we're looking at a veggie dog right now. Okay. Uh, caramelized onions. Uh, caramelized <laughs> Thank you, caramelized, caramelized onions, uh, beer cheese, uh, a little bit of applesauce, Apple, and mm. a little bit of ketchup. Oh, a little bit of applesauce. Just like the sweet with the yeah. onions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know wow. it's very, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah. What kind of, anything about the bun? You don't have to. You know, I like sesame seeds on everything. I don't, it's just a nice touch. You know, poppy seed even. I don't you know? understand the seeds. The poppy seeds and sesame seeds, like I don't, they don't sell. They, they do add a texture. Yeah. Yeah. They is that all it is? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> this dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is hot, really, really. This is the hot. Really Spread has really tried to, to get like himself involved. The air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh god, his balls. Yeah, he just rubbed his just balls rubbed all his over ball you. On you. <laughs> oh, now he's sitting where you're sitting. <laughs> All right, uh, All right. Personal mascot. What's well, the mascot that would like someone dress up in a suit and follow you around? Uh, blood, uh, a bloodhound named Cupcake. That's what I would do. I love do, it. Do you want to explain it? No, I just like. That's what I would want. Perfect. <laughs> okay, and uh, what would your walk-up music be? This is so much harder because, like, we this I feel like we should have this should have yeah, been no the main focus of our conversation. We can talk about it. We have time. The iPad is virtually empty. Yeah, we can talk about it for a long time. Yeah, because I feel like walk-up music now you get it's there's so many. It's all cliched. Like everyone that comes up, you got your big 
dumb four and five hole hitters. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about professional games now. And they always come up to like some stupid big and rich song or top 40 country or whatever. And then you got, you know, the... What about the Hispanic the his, Yeah, that's what I'm trying to the get. The generic I'm Hispanic I'm trying music. to figure out how to say it in a... In a generic Hispanic Yeah, music. just like generic Hispanic. Or, uh, what it was... I guess, do they come out to like... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, people come out, certain players reggaeton. come out to reggaeton or, <laughs> or hip-hop or something, and it's just like no one's trying to break barriers with walk-up music, so... If I if I were to ever have walk up music, I would want a different song every time I go up. Uh huh. Just to you know, like every human being is just a cornucopia of different influences. Why would you have the same song every time you go up? You know, like. Well, baseball players what? are insane, and they're all about routine. That's true. That does make sense. So, I what guess. would like? But, do you have an answer here? Or are you just gonna? Oh no, touch I'm it? I'm I'm just trying to lead up to the fact that I want to give you like 15 different songs because. Okay. <laughs> all right, you're gonna have to pick one to rule them all. Like you one, can you, you can you can you can list them, but I want one to rule them all. Okay, the one to rule them all is "Swipe Life" by ASAP Ferg. Just okay. out of a pure like nothing. If if you're gonna play a song that's gonna get me excited about. Like oh, so you're railing against institution, but then you're doing something that's kind of, of right in the right, right, right down the lane. But that's, that's what I'm saying. I also want to like do like Court and Spark by Joni Mitchell. Like once the game's gotten oh going, God, just to like I don't know. I, I know Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. You know, <laughs> something like that. You know, that'd be still like be, that. You should let off of that. Right, but but what I'm saying is like now I'm amped up. Now I've gotten you know uh, my cuts in second at bat. Sorry, that's a two tenths deduction. Huh? Like <laughs> keep going. material. Now I'm <laughs> now I'm now I'm up, you know second at bat. Uh -huh. They're expecting the same song. All of a sudden, Court and Spark comes on. I've thrown the pitcher off the game. Everyone in the <laughs> really? field doesn't know what's going People on. They're like, all thinking uh, about their lives. They're depressed. You know now that they're they're hearing this like <laughs> down tempo semi jazz crooner <laughs> from Canada. You know it's. It's like mind games, man. That's like me. I it's know it's me. coming. Yeah. I know it's coming, but they don't. And now all of a sudden they're thinking about their lives. They're thinking about how meaningless this little game when they're chasing after a ball is because <laughs> Joni Mitchell has just dropped way too much perspective on all their heads. And there they are standing. What is a pitcher's mound? What does it even mean? What is a strike? What is a ball? Who cares? You know, and then you know That's what I do? True. I smash the hell out of the ball. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's and you, you rip know, off your shirt. You got Jody tattooed <laughs> yeah. to your chest. Yeah, Jody. Yeah, and then you know, give the people what they want on the third at bat, like Neil Diamond or something like that. You know, so. is that what the people want? That's every sporting event. That's what the people want. Okay, all right. Sing us a few bars of w one of your selected walk-up musics. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> For sure I'd seen him Dancing up a river in the dark Looking for a woman to court And spark 
Okay, so we're going to do the new segment, which we're calling Snap Judgment slash Judge Your Teammates, where we just read off names rapid fire. It's a list. It's I'm a, not going to know it's all a, these it's, names. It's a lineup of nine names, just like a starting lineup. I'm not going to know all these names. And you're going to give us one fine. or two words which you think to describe them. If you don't know okay. them, uh, say something offensive. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Uh, well, I don't know what that was. Um, all right, Tom Kelly. Uh, stud. Wow. Wow, that's what makes me uncomfortable. Mark Vaughn. Don't know who that is. Nice. Jeff Knight. Don't know who that is. Th- Wait, does he have a ponytail? Yes. yes. Okay, uh, Erudite. Erudite. Wow. Rachel Sanders. Um, oh, God, I hate her. Um, <laughs> she was so out at third. This is going to... My Sorry, first so out at third. So out at third. My first game. Uh, no, she was great. Um, so out at third. That's what uh, she is. Scrappy. Noah Rush. I don't. Which one? He looks he? like him, he looks but like, like but kind of like a little bigger. Bit uh, he had he had a, he has like an he had an MCO. Oh yeah, he was wearing a knee brace. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, good. <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> right. Rohan Shah. Uh, skittish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zach Gross. Uh. Overconfident. Wow, you're right. Uh, Erica Gallagher. Um, competitive. Matthew Bukovetsky. <laughs> Say it. What do you got, big guy? Dumpy. Dumpy. <laughs> okay, and that's nine. Like bump- me. Like sh- I'm schlubby. You're dumpy. Love this. We're, Lo- we're, love this. This is a future rivalry. Can, or it's not future. Get, it's here. Yeah. Can, I don't know what... Th- I don't... S- you guys, the the perfect, you guys are the perfect we're... rivals, though. Like, in this, like... like <laughs> Apparently like, we're both like, dumpy. Lovable, like, <laughs> this lovable buddy comedy There can of yours. only be one Seth Rogen <laughs> softball, and it's gonna Boom. be one of us. Gauntlet Throne. Sausage Party, who's seeing it? I'm gonna see it. No, that fucking sucks. It's the got worst. an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes. Who cares? It it's Goldberg got a bun right? that looks like a vagina. It's weird. That's it's the movie weird. that they've been trying to make for 15 years. That's like, fuck fine. off, guys. That's fine. Okay, and I'm throwing another one in here, which is 10, I know, but uh, Steve Ergo. Uh, solid. He's just like, I, when I think of him, I think it was like, he's the most solid player. It's a pole hitter. Yeah. Plays the game the right way. Right, yeah. <laughs> just like, good. Like the Tim Ergo <laughs> is. I'm living. so confused. Right Tim Duncan? He's Get the, the fuck <laughs> out of my house! Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. You guys need to fight. Um, okay. Uh, well, that's it from me. Buko, you have anything else you want to say? No, I just never hated a podcast guest so much. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is blowing my mind because I really like Buko. I, I thought that's the rapport we have right now is that we're going to be yelling shit at each other now. No! no? I like oh, you. Okay. I'm just going to tell it like it is. I'm not going to, like, just, you know... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure that... The other nine things you said were somewhat political. Uh, you know, like, um, not political. But, I said uh, Zach Gross was overconfident. Oh, that's true. But he is overconfident. But, that, but he's also good, so... Mm. He's good, Kiger. <laughs> he's good, but he's not as good as he thinks he is. Or he's not as good as he projects that he thinks he is. That's I follow. As, that's as egalitarian as I can be. Sure. I like him too. I like him. He's got that. He's got that. He's got that. He's got that. No, I can see it. Look, no, no, no. See, I can see it. We gotta be tough. We gotta be smart. <laughs> you guys are. 
you know, if the me- like, I would be killing Hillary by 20% if the media wasn't just repeating everything I'm saying, okay? You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you guys are... Well, no, I, there can only be one dumpy guy at softball. There can only be one Zach at softball. So you yeah. have these things wow. that he's... Yeah, it's very, true. Stack that. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about softball diaries? Uh, soothing. Wow. <laughs> Look... It's your soothing uh, let me, voice. Let me, you should really let me get in this parting shot. Nice. Softball for me right now is the one time a week when I don't have my cell phone on me and I'm not thinking about this horrible election and I'm not thinking about climate change and I'm not thinking about like just with Milwaukee or whatever awful shit is going on in the news and I'm just disconnected from everything and I'm around people who are welcoming and nice and not too competitive playing a silly game that I grew up loving and I can't think of a better space than that and so this podcast just like reminds me of being in that zone so <laughs> that's, 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 handing uh, over some tissues. that's the manifesto yeah, man that's, that's, the, that's the tattoo on my chest I'm like, did, were you not thinking about the election with uh, Matt Smith running around with a Bernie Sanders right, that's just whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll, okay. see, we'll see you guys on Tuesday yeah uh, hopefully it doesn't rain <laughs>